I'm recording. Woo! Woo! Yeah! So happy to be here. Tuesdays are usually like not my favorite day. Tuesdays actually are one of those days of the week that are kind of like passable to me. You down the ride? Tuesdays, it's like, oh, it's fucking Tuesday. Like it's it's the most passable day of the week. And I like that we record on Tuesdays because it makes my least favorite day of the week something memorable. Tuesdays, aren't they? Aren't Tuesdays just Tuesdays like, are like the, see you next Tuesday? They're a literal little, they're a little, they're a little cunt. You down the ride? Uh, yeah, Tuesdays are like the middle child. They're, I'm the middle child. Are you? And that's actually valid. It actually all makes sense. It, it actually, that makes sense. I am a Tuesday, dude. I am a see you next Tuesday. I'm, what, what day of the week do you think I am? Okay, that's a good question. I like that. You think I'm a Tuesday? Come on. Dude, no, 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 no. I don't think you're a Tuesday. No, okay, no. thank you. Thank you. I, think I would say you're like a you're like a Thursday because that's like okay, it catches up on you and you're like I want to I can go out, I can party, but you're like that wifey material and like you're like a Thursday because it's like I don't want to kick it with her Friday, Saturday. I want to do something nice with her on a Thursday. That's so funny because I was going to say you're a Sunday girl because you just like, you're like a total, Stop. you want to just hang out and enjoy life and like go be outside and like, you're totally a Sunday. You're not a Tuesday. That's actually like really good compliment. I'll take the Sunday. And also like, that's my favorite day of the week. Is Thursday your favorite day of the week? No, it's actually Monday. Ew, dude, you're up. Monday's your favorite. Is it because you, it's a new week, new you? Um, no, it's because we record on Tuesdays and we upload on Saturdays. So it's typically like my Mondays are my Sundays because I get to get set up for the week. I get to kind of just do my own thing, work out, take some time to myself. It's like my recenter day. Okay, that's like actually like a really, really mentally like healthy thing to say that Monday's oh, your yeah. favorite day of the week. Monday is... I'm very overwhelmed when Mondays happen because I have like my whole week ahead of me and I feel like, fuck, like, and I try to lay out, like I write down like my whole list of things and it's just an overwhelming day. Cause I'm like, holy shit, I have so much to fucking do. Um, but that, that's a kind of a good thing though, too. I'm trying to like flip it to the fact where I like, I, I was like actually like making a bit the other day where I was like talking about people that love Mondays. And it's like when they like upload a picture on, on Monday and they're just like Monday grind, Monday motivation with their coffee. And then I was like, why am I being toxic trying to write a bit about people that love Mondays? Um, why are you trying to write a toxic bit about me? <laughs> yeah. And now I'm figuring out it's just about you. So it's always about me. I'm actually kind of dying laughing that we're having a serious conversation right now. And we're both dressed as the rock. Johnson. <laughs> 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 like we're just being mad serious. And I literally have an open vest on like literally open vest, like might drop a titty out. Did you get a new tattoo? Huh? Did you get a new tattoo? I did. <laughs> I got a new bowl on my left arm. <laughs> makes me want to flex see i can't show this tattoo without flexing my arm do you see me flexing it i did it both times i want to show you my flex my like pseudo uh there we go oh that looks so good that actually is kind of a look i'm not gonna lie but the only thing is anytime somebody wears a turtleneck and a a necklace you get you just look like the rock how iconic he's literally made a staple out of an outfit this is hold on i need to can you we need to get a screen recording of this photo I love that. We'll take that later. Okay. So th- this is the thing. We kind of like jumped into the fact who our trailblazer know, already is, but like, we never really do that, but also like, we never really dress up. We so. never dress up as our fucking uh, trailblazer. We were really feeling ourselves today. Um, we weren't though. Cause that's the thing. It was, God, we, ha- <laughs> we have to do our makeup. 
okay um should we just have it be pajama day we can oh, wear yeah, pajamas <laughs> and now we're dressed as the rock a lot has happened in 30 minutes but Shit's hey escalating quickly if you're down to ride we'll take you there <laughs> we're so down to ride we went from let's just record in our pajamas to two seconds later we're dressed as the rock johnson i have an open well, vest on i love that like, i have I a could- fanny pack on you need to you need to stand up though damn it stand the stand up flex the fit stand up. oh my god the fanny pack is what really makes it hold on honestly Let me just move my we're office. both we're both flexing and making moves just as the rock that's his that's what the rock is known for though dude he's like all about flexing like in all ways shapes and forms like the guy flexes in every way what get out of girl what you want what's your name what's your sign zodiac killer sweet okay we get it we're we're fucking annoying i I think we're charming but there's every at every single at every halloween party there's somebody dressed as the rock there was someone dressed as the rock when i worked at faith and flower on halloween was it intentional yeah no no i mean dressed up as the rock speaking of faith and flower i got a new restaurant job oh yeah how are you liking it dude it's wild it's like a healthy work environment in a restaurant this, never heard the, of it. I never, never heard Actually, of it. Actually, that's that's not true. I have worked in some really great family establishments oh, uh, until I got to LA. Yeah, LA is a breed of like not trying to be kind, but this is a Canadian-owned company, so that's why I believe that it's like. Did you know so, our Trailblazer has ties to Canada as well? Too? Yeah, I did, baby. Um, but the reason is their motto is treat people with genuine warmth and kindness. I'm not even joking. They're like, okay, well, how would we approach this situation? We'd approach it with genuine warmth and kindness. I'm like, I'm sorry. Is this a restaurant in Los Angeles? Or <laughs> like, what? They asked, me how, my, they asked me how my mental health was doing. They asked me, they gave me, they asked me if I could have a mental health check-in. Imagine at, at the last place that we worked together, if there was a mental health check-in, I'd be like, well, it's in well, a dumpster fire, my no, mental no, no, health. No, 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 there, there was a mental health check-in. It was called the walk-in freezer. I was there every week. <laughs> you cried in there all like the time and cried at work because it was an environment that actually made you cry I remember one time I was serving drinks to a table I was so overwhelmed chef Michael was yelling at me and there was a point in time where a tear hit the table before the drink did and I was like oh and I put I put the drink over the teardrop you, <laughs> I hit, just... it. you hit it <laughs> you hid your tears with alcohol yeah sounds like life but (laughs) I like honestly will never forget that moment I told Jenna that and I went up to Jenna that we worked with she's funny and I was like Jenna I just literally the tear hit the table and I put a drink over it and she goes oh I did that tonight too (laughs) casual 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 Casual. but that's what it's like working in dining and fast-paced environments where there's a lot of money on the line but this place is a fucking breeze. Like, I'm not even mad to go to work later. Like, how refreshing is that? I'm going to have to Ivy. On a Tuesday IV... of all days, you're not mad to go to work. On a Tuesday of all fucking horrible days of the week, I'm not even mad. How can, how can I be mad? I started my day off as The Rock Johnson. He's so positive. Like, he's, he's actually, actually he's, an, he's an amazing human. We've never just gone into our trailblazers No, because like we're, like, excited. I'm, I've had a great day. He's so sexy, too, dude. Like, I, like, I... <sighs> I can't, I can't hide that I'm not like overtly sexually attracted here's, to everything about this man. Here's the thing. Like I, yo, he's growing so up, growing up, my yeah. dad was frequently mistaken for the rock. Um, so That's like, it's hot it's, though. Like your dad has some like hot guy energy though too about him. Well, okay. So here's the funny thing about my he dad. He listens to this, right? He does. 
I love that. He, he usually listens to like our banter. He says we're pretty funny. Um, so dad, this, this one's pretty for you. funny. Pretty funny. Re- bring me back. Remind me. I have something to say about saying pretty funny, but keep going. Uh, so dad, this one's for you in honor of the rock Johnson in honor of it being your birthday month. Um, if anyone has some free time and has access to the World Wide web, no, if you go ahead. Okay. And- that was actually mean. Some people might not, but if you're listening to this, you do. If you go to Google and you type in machismo and you click on <laughs> images, a photo of my father, my very own father <laughs> will pop up the first photo. Um, it's not the first photo, but it's on the first page. Okay. So for some of us, that's what machismo means. Can you define that? Well, machismo is it's a very California thing. Is it? Like it's more guys- of a Cali guy look. Not as many people are machismo from where I'm from. It's more like you're like a Chad looking like a funny bro. Oh, yeah. No, machismo here- looks are very California, especially the Bay Area is machismo central. Well, it's interesting because machismo per the dictionary online is actually defined as strong or aggressive masculine pride. Um, so macho toughness, to- toxic masculinity, but it's funny because oh, I love how your the- dad's the first person that comes. But up. my dad is none of those things, and that's kind of right. like Dwayne the Rock Johnson too. Right, right. My dad is none of those things. My dad is one of the nicest people. He can talk to anyone. He your will talk really nice. to anyone. He is. He's I want to kick it with your dad. Fucking dad. I, I literally texted him yesterday and just was like, miss you. <laughs> no, your dad is really, really cool. Yeah. I love how your dad has like no filter and I can like openly oh. like swear. I'm pretty sure like, like pussy bitch. Like I, I literally was saying those things and he was in the room and then he just chimed in and like was saying the same thing. And I was just like, oh, like, thank you. <laughs> like, I, I think sometimes like- people like, will be like, oh, sorry, I'm talking to my mom and I'll be like swearing or something. And then it's just like, that's actually welcomed the energy with your family like very I like, have open. to let people know when I'm in public and on the phone with my family like hey I'm on the phone with my family so what you over here might be offensive not <laughs> what they're gonna over here um so let's just keep that in consideration uh <laughs> that's actually but, really funny I love that yeah so my dad the definition of machismo looking like the rock or the rock looking like him. Sorry. Let me correct that for you, dad. Um, but machismo culture, it's, it's just, it's that alpha male. It's toxic masculinity, but it, it is, but it isn't. I think we've like treated it as toxic. No, I get completely get what you're saying. It's not toxic masculinity to be like, yeah. And that's what it's become. And I'm not going to lie. Like me being in this fucking vest with nothing under it and with tats all over me. I'm like, fucking, I feel confident i, I feel like i could steal your girlfriend work. i feel like i could steal your girlfriend i think your nipple almost just fell out i hope yeah dude it's fallen out twice i just the mic has covered it <laughs> it's been out twice oh my god we're actually not going to be able to put this on the gram <laughs> sorry no no Twenty- it's been covered see though the mic it covers it so grace was getting ready there's a surprise we were trying to figure out which of us was going to go as which version of the rock. And I pretty quickly latched on to uh, the turtleneck and fanny pack because I actually I'm a vest own girl, though. multiple fanny packs. Yeah. And then we were like, okay, well, shit, what other iconic looks? And we pull up a great photo of the rock <laughs> on Google Images as well. This should be sponsored by Google Images. Uh, and Google he is sponsor. sporting the sickest, like, vest. You like, vest. This vest is pretty sweet. Yeah, no, yours is pretty this. Would you wear a shirt? It's pretty sweet. I love vests. I'm actually like a big vest, no shirt underneath type of girl. It brings in like that masculine, feminine energy. I fucking love it. I like, I always, chicks hit on me a lot in this look, but like, I'm here for it. I'm, I can't do it. I mean, I probably could. Your boobs are way bigger than mine though. 
I would hurt myself I, or my, someone else. It's like kind of nice because it gives like the outline of my boobs, but they're not like falling out. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Even the turtleneck. This isn't even actually. A you have massive boobies. I can't wear stuff like that. You so. just can't. And like, that's the thing. There's two types kinda of the opposite of machismo. Uh, that would be toxic femininity, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Like it definitely would. But also, you know how you said pretty funny? Mm-hmm. which is like a juxtaposition of something where it's like, ah, oh, like you're kind of funny, like that thing. Okay. So this guy, he oh, yeah. DMs me. I wanted to share this with you. I did. I sent it to you. You did. You sent me this screenshot. It's such a cringe. It's so cringe. Um, he messaged me. Got a For the record, if you do DM me or Grace with some out-of-pocket shit, we will screenshot it and send it to each other. I also love out-of-pocket DMs, but not when they like Ooh, this one uh, wow i have like okay so this one okay he dms me yo damn i'm sorry but you were looking unbelievable had to be that creep also you are semi funny but also a damn catch Se- <laughs> semi- i think he was funny? trying to flirt i know i know I he, was, he was trying I know to flirt with you and it was, just very was evidently. like um, and I go semi funny. Love to hear that like i it says comedian in my bio and you told me i'm semi funny Maybe the, the pickup line to use with me would be, yo, you're beautiful and really funny. And then he goes, haha, no, you're funny. No, but he got but- under your skin and now you're thinking about it. If you would have said, hey, you're not beautiful in a good way. I know. But w- would you have even responded? Do if you, you would have like- sex or not, dude, that's kind of like when you DM somebody, you're trying to have sex with them. I, I let's think? be real. Yes. You're I- naive if you think that he's just like, oh, he just wants to communicate with me and just be my friend. When a guy DMs you, he wants to have sex with you. He's not DMing you for the fun of it. Guys don't waste their time. I, this is, I have never in my life wished that we had a third host. And I just now wanted to look over my shoulder and hope that there was a man there. There wasn't shocking. I would be like, is this true? This is true. Like, dude, I've asked all of my guy friends this. They don't, a guy's not going to DM you. Hey, what's up? Or how are you? No, they'll DM you. If they DM you a story and they're your friend, that's different. But also there's still a good chance that they want to hook up. So what about like sending memes? Oh, he wants to fuck you. Oh my God. A guy sending you a meme? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Guys, this is the thing, Soleil. Guys are simple creatures. They ain't DMing you. They ain't messaging you unless they want something from you in a sexual way. Don't they- not that they you can't don't be think your friends. They want, like, you don't think they want to like just pick my mind and like no. walk that- dogs or- yeah, when a guy DMs you, he's just imagining a nice walk on the beach with you with a dog and a cup of coffee. No, he's picturing your legs, your booty cheeks clapping. <laughs> That's what he's well, picturing. Well, shit. That's what he's picturing. Not mad at DMs. it, but like, damn, buy me a drink first. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going, I'm looking through my DMs right now and I'm going to be honest, like, I think all of them want to. to I have a sugar daddy active in my DMs right now. Of course I I do. But it's a request. And it's like one of those ones where it's that that, those pages that don't have that many followers. And it's just this like one kind of sus looking guy doing stuff and being like, I want to help people because I once had nothing. And like, that's nice. But but what it, once again, okay, you're DMing me. So what do you want out of that? Cause I'm not he giving wants you sugar. His, he wants your cheeks clapping. You know what I mean? Everyone when any, wants when I, cheeks I, clapping. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I love when people DM Especially when I look be, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> I know, right? It's actually really funny to like be looking through DMs. Like when people are like calling you beautiful or this, this, and this. And it's just like, I'm actually dressed as like the Rock Johnson right now recording a podcast. Um, what are you doing? What are you up to though? Like send nudes, um, <laughs> send pics. <laughs> send pics and i'm just like dress as the rock <laughs> no actually do, do you Wait, remember that, that, actually- that guy 
that guy was messaging me about feet pics. And then I told him I had like athlete's foot and all this shit. And he was just like, oh, cool. Like how much? <laughs> it's just like, dude, that made him. Oh, also I increased the value. So he said 40 bucks per pick. And then I was like 80 and I have athlete's foot. I'm a runner. I have a lot of dead skin. And he was like, okay, cool. Like how <laughs> did you like, get that oh. bag? I didn't secure the bag. I just like have, I just like, I'm not about it. I don't, I just like want to, I don't want to like when I, if I, when I make it in my career, I don't want people to be like, yeah, like that girl charged me 80 bucks a foot pick. I'd like to keep it a little bit more professional. So that's why I'm dressed as the Rock Johnson with an open vest in my nipple. Talking about taints and anal for the last two weeks to get this podcast started. Yeah, we're professional. This is how we're making it. Feet picks too far though. Here's my coochie. Talk about taint for 30 minutes, but I won't, I won't send a foot pick. <laughs> Girls, God. What? So I, I'm actually, I'm actually shaking from the amount of coffee I've had today. I'm literally okay. shaking to get the energy going that I need. I feel like I've just literally railed eight lines of Adderall. I just got a new cough. Like Soleil went to the, <laughs> I literally can't even like, I, okay. I'm like actually like unwell. I'm going to literally. Oh, all right. Yeah. Should we get started? Is this, I did a couple lines. Are you down to ride? Oh no, she I'm... did not do lines this no, morning. Lines of, lines of caffeine muted silence no literally I feel like I did though I feel like I literally ran like eight lines of cocaine right now and I'm not joking we went from Adderall to caffeine to cocaine I I actually feel like wow this is kind of crazy to have three Nespresso pods before noon and you will feel like you've done a couple lines you will be dressed like the Rock Johnson (laughs) acting like you're on cocaine wearing a vest talking about taints and feet pics like yeah we're never gonna make it talk about being high on life maybe speaking of being high on life my favorite person that's high on life if you watch his instagram it's not watch me. my nipples out again if you watch <laughs> you watch his Instagram lives this person is one of the most motivationally inspirational people I've ever seen he can back it with his movies that he's in but not only that he made it from hard work and a work ethic that's undeniable who we talking this week Soleil please let me know we already actually knew we already shared it but I want to hear the intro again um coming into the ring weighing i actually don't know his weighing 400 Uh, he's probably like 320 no No, i'd say probably 280 no dude i was thinking like 220 230 of or maybe 240 is sheer muscle you know what i don't think he's 280 let me look it up we're we're really building it in but coming into the ring he's 6'5 he's 6'5 260 coming into the ring live (laughs) coming into the ring live Ding, ding, ding. coming into the ring we have at six foot five feet tall 260 pounds of sheer man Dwayne the rock johnson yeah that was really good you should get into that as a career path the rock johnson what a fucking name the rock like yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that was actually kind of good dude bring me into the locker room with the boys baby Big dog's got to eat. Ow, I have a broken rib. It's tough, go. Don't smoke tough, kids. The Rock, though, dude. This guy's a legend. Let's get into it, dude. Trailblazer of the absolute week. Trailblazer of the century, honestly. Trailblazer of the G-damn century. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, born May 2nd, 1972. Um, So, yeah, actually, he is a little bit younger than my dad. Uh, He was born in Hayward, California. He's American Canadian, gained his Canadian citizenship. Eh? Yeah, right. Recently ish. Um, 
he was born in Hayward. He moved around a bunch when he was younger. So he spent time in New Zealand with his mom's family. It's actually where he learned to play rugby. He ended up going to high school in Honolulu, Tennessee, two schools, I believe in Tennessee, and finally graduated from uh, high school in Pennsylvania. Dwayne, the rock Johnson, uh, By the time he was 17, he had been arrested multiple times for fighting theft and check fraud. Um, With that being said, though, he was on his high school's gridiron football track and field and wrestling teams as well. So wrestling, we've kind of gone into that. That's that's where our boy weren't really familiar. You weren't really familiar with the whole wrestling scene. And I don't think a lot of people are. So I'll like give a little background story to it, Um, because truthfully, like it's like the Broadway show for degenerates, like truthfully is wrestling. That's how I would describe it. Um, it's a show. It's like literally very well practiced. It's very well thought out. It's a storyline and these characters, people learn to love them. Um, the rock was like a very relatable character. Cause I remember I was talking about the movies that I really liked of him. And I was talking about him to my ex-boyfriend and his eyes like lit up. Cause he like loved WWE and wrestling. And he was like, like inanimate which about- shocks me because i know your ex-boyfriend and yeah. nothing about him screams i know like, isn't that kind of funny like WWE he's like a mellow surfer. he no dude he's big into jujitsu and fighting like he loves that. oh that's he was like really really good actually at jujitsu he's just kind of small so he like actually learned how like needed to learn how to defend himself like uh surfing like no joke like but besides the fact um great guy i hope you're well um besides the fact- we really do though. You are a great guy. You're a great guy. Honestly, like genuinely hope like, you are well, genuinely yeah. hope you're well. I'll talk yeah. to you from the bottom of our heart. Like <laughs> a great guy, like kind of miss you. Like date me again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Here we go. No, seriously. Like, yeah, this is going to be a doozy of it up. This episode's going to work. I keep dating. I'm like, well, miss him even more. Okay. <laughs> going to keep going though. But no, he was like explaining all of WWE to me. And he was like making me watch videos of the rock Johnson. Cause he was like, this guy's incredible. And people love him because of how he is. And he actually is himself a lot of the times. And he plays like that good guy, that hero. Um, and this is a big thing in wrestling. So you're following a storyline and you learn to love the villain and you learn to love the good guy or to love the villain, but they usually, they have like a backstory and you learn to love them just like any other character. And that's, what's cool about it. And these, these shows sell out in minutes, dude. This is one of like, it's like who would go to NASCAR, right? You, you don't think many people do that. Everyone. Sells out in a, everyone, not really, but like a specific niche of a person. Here's the thing. I feel as if growing up in California, we didn't really like, those are those are definitely sports and pastimes that I feel like weren't as talked about as much. There's different um, regions. So like, yeah, you guys are more like California is very surf culture. Like surfing is huge. That's not huge where I'm from. It's you like know, sports surfing, that are big mountains. I have a lot of buddies yeah. that did MMA and jujitsu. That's big out here, too. I, I Fighting is not big where I'm from. Jujitsu, MMA. That's why I think also wrestling is actually I only started hearing about wrestling in, in WWE since I moved out to California interesting yeah nobody really talks about that shit on the east coast which well, whatever but so the thing is is it wasn't necessarily like the rock wasn't trying to originally become a wrestler no. he actually went to the university of miami and was playing football there and he in 95 i believe tried to be drafted um, by the NFL and wasn't picked up. And so he briefly signed with the Calgary Stampeders, which is a team out of Canada. Yeah. So he was Always with them for a little bit, Canada. right? Yeah. Canada. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, he was he injured himself pretty bad in, in college as well, though, football wise. 
it's yeah, that's, it was a tough go pretty... for him and it kind of trickled into his wrestling career um, a lot as well that he had to end up developing new maneuvers and things while he was in the ring, um, which is which is interesting, but he's adaptable and he has a hard ass. He works very hard and he's adaptable and he's not going to let an injury or something like that bring him down or not make him be able to do the things that he has to do. And that's why we that's why he's our trailblazer. His work ethic is absolutely insane. I'm sorry if I'm talking in a million miles a minute. I, I'm literally so caffeinated dude do you need some water to like my brain my brain is like 80 steps ahead of the you know when your computer's glitching and like it's like i feel like i'm catching up to my brain (laughs) do i need water yeah always so what i wanted to say was before he got into acting he was a wrestler but he got into wrestling because he didn't get picked up for football um so when he got into wrestling it made sense because wrestling runs in his blood He's third generation. His daughter is now fourth generation um, wrestling. Johnson's father was, uh, he was a wrestler. Um, He was a black Nova Scotian with a small amount of Irish ancestry. His mother was Samoan. His father was actually part of the first black tag team championships in WWE history. And his mother, so his dad already has like a wrestling career. So his mom actually too, though, has ties to wrestling because she's the adopted daughter of a famous uh, pro wrestler as well. Uh, Peter Mavia, Mavia, I'm I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Um, Her adopted mother, Leah, goes on to become the first female pro wrestling promoter. Taking over the Polynesian Pacific Pro Wrestling after her husband, Peter, passed away in 1982 until 1988. Through his grandfather, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, is actually considered non-blood relative to a really famous wrestling family. And in 2008, Johnson inducted his dad and his grandfather into the WWE Hall of Fame damn yeah no it's 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 in his absolute blood like it was kind of hard to like I think get away from it and I think football was kind of more something that he was like yeah fuck yeah something different something for myself but yeah that injury really like threw him for a loop um threw him for a loop there but also just like athlete guys just like a purebred athlete like just look at him like 260 pounds six foot five like he's a beast um, he's a force. I can only imagine him on a football field. Like, truthfully, I would love to see him in those like little football pants, though. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, like, I'm just putting that out there. Food for thought. But yeah, no. Emphasis also, on the thought. Um, emphasis on the thought. Yeah, 100 percent. I was talking to Soleil the other day. I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm sick of just being this fucking kind, respectful woman. Like, I was just like literally sending you voice memos. I'm like, you know what? I'm bringing it back to my college days. I'm not giving a fuck anymore. Tatiana, I'm just, I don't get, your eyes just lit up. Whatever, you didn't expect me to call myself Tatiana today? It's Tuesday. Tuesday's my new favorite day of the week, baby. <laughs> thought Tuesdays. We love it. We thought, thought Tuesdays. Tuesdays. <laughs> thought Tuesdays. Should we start posting that on our Instagram? Actually, making the Thought Tuesday post of the week? Maybe. And we'll, maybe. I don't see why not. If you guys, if you guys got any, like, you know, thoughty comments, thoughty things that you, you're thinking, like, throw them our way. Seriously, we're probably thinking them too. Because we're probably thinking them too. Normalized thought behavior. Okay, besides the fact, though, talking about The Rock and his dad, let's bring it back to thought behavior. <laughs> um, not in a bad way. This one's negative. But no, his dad and him like kind of had like a little bit of an up, 
up and down type of relationship. And um, on all of the things that I was reading about him and his mother at 16, he was evicted from his house. Um, 17 is when he was having a lot of those crime criminal charges. It kind of goes to show like he's been evicted. He's been in and out of, you know, the wrestling scene, which is really high intensity, really adult violent, like adult things happening. It also has you on the road a lot, right? I think you said 300 days of the year. Yeah. So like his dad is traveling 300 days out of, you know, 365 days. Um, also it's, it's not the most, like it's getting better now, um, from the research that I was doing, but there was like a lot of like mis mistreating of the athletes. Like they were underpaid and overworked thoroughly. Like, it's just like a grind to be a professional wrestler. It's just a grind and these shows sell out, but you're owned by the W it was very contractual type of ownership. The dad, um, he's kind of had his own problems. Um, And he was, he always instilled a hard work ethic into, um, the rock. Like that is something that he can really take from his father. But truthfully, it was kind of like he was learning work ethic from his dad and that's it. You know, I'm learning work ethic from you. And that's kind of the only thing that I see from you because I don't see you. Um, and he left kind of him and his mom kind of on the back burner a lot. And I think he felt like misunderstood and and, and confused and angry, um, which is beautiful how kind of a person he is now from from growing up that way. And it does go on to say his father actually passed away a little bit over a year ago. Yeah. I believe it was January of 2020. Um, and The Rock posted a really beautiful tribute to his yeah. father. And I yeah. think that. Could you read that, Soleil? It's like yeah. so beautiful. It's really significant to understanding who he as a person is aside from his image. Um, I think so that's a really good point. Like, yeah, he may look the way that he is, like you were saying, like, you know, that tough exterior, but like he's so eloquent with his words. And I think this is a true testimony to that. So he wrote this to his father. It's on his Instagram if you'd like to see the post to yourself. Um, but it goes, I love you. You broke color barriers, became a ring legend and trailblazed your way through this world. I was the boy sitting in the seats, watching and adoring you, my hero from afar. The boy you raised to always be proud of our cultures and proud of who and what I am. The boy you raised with the toughest of love, the intense work, the hard hand. The adoring boy who wanted to know only your best qualities, who then grew up to become a man realizing you had other deeply complicated sides that needed to be held and understood. Son to father, man to man. That's when my adoration turned to respect and my empathy turned to gratitude. Grateful that you gave me my life. Grateful that you gave me life's invaluable lessons. Dad, I wish I had one more shot to tell you I love you before you crossed over to the other side. But you were ripped away from me so fast without warning. Gone in an instant and no coming back. I'm in pain, but we both know it's just pain and it'll pass. Now I'll carry your... mana and work ethic with me as it's time to move on because I have my family to feed and work to accomplish. Finally, I want you to rest your trailblazing soul, soul man, pain-free, regret-free, satisfied, and at ease. You lived a very full, very hard, barrier-breaking life and left it all in the ring. I love you, dad, and I'll always be your proud and grateful son. Go rest high. Rip, soul man. Yeah. yeah, honestly, that is so eloquent and so well worded. And I think that a lot of us can relate to what he's saying, because I think sometimes that we forget that our parents have their own difficulties and their own journey that they're going through. And I know I've went through a very similar thing and it's been cool with this podcast, hearing other people message me and share their testimonies of similar instances where it's like, 
we've been hurt by our parents a lot. Like whether we like it or not, um, we're shaped by our parents and cause we're little and like, that's when our subconscious yeah. is formed. And I, you know, I, my, with, with having parents with mental health issues, you know, you're, you take that as like, you take, you carry, you start carrying that as, as your own mental health issues. Um, but it, once you make that separation, like he was writing here, let me separate that. My parent has their own journey that they were going on. My parent has their own struggle. My parent has their own parents that have damaged them in other ways. And you know, generational trauma, generational trauma. And I really like this note that my therapist like gave me one time. She was like, it's on us when our parents hand us like a burning torch using, using the thing, saying that if their parent, if your parent has mental health issues and they're giving you a torch and it's on fire, it's your job to put it out. You know, it's, it's your job to, to put that fire out before you hand that torch off to another person. And we do that a lot. We're hurting. So then we end up handing a burning torch to somebody else before putting it out. You know what I mean? It's the exact same thing of on any day-to-day basis when you're dealing with people and their reaction towards you is salty or it's, it's aggressive or it's, it's attacking, whatever it is. It's so important to realize that is their own That's their, trauma, so their own drama, drama and trauma. Truth. And it's, it's their own shit. It is not yours. Now, if you are able to ask them and do you need help or do you, you know, yeah. what can I do to help you? Because I know you're hurting, then that's great. And if you can't ask them and because you need to protect yourself and your own energy, that's even, that's great as well. That's even better, yeah. you know, do yeah. what you need to do. Um, but also realize that yes, everyone else has their own shit. And I think especially with parents and maybe we're just at this age right now, it's all clicking in. And it's that's like, why it's hard though. That's because everything you're saying is so valid and you want to check in, but when you're younger, like the rock here and, and you don't can't realize why your dad's not here and not treating you right. And like, no, you you're don't just realize angry. you're just angry. It makes you angry. Like I went through a very angry stage where I was just like, fuck everyone, fuck everything. I carried some hard energy, dude. I carried some like tough energy in high school and everything. And like, I attracted some negative energy because I just was like, you know, I like this quote. I always said this all the time. That would happen to me. I would say that all the time that would happen to me. And I like this quote from me all the time. Classic Soleil. I know, but like only you, only you. And that happens to me all the time. Like my car getting locked in a car garage for three days, like that stuff. I'm like, Oh, that would happen to me. But I like this quote when, um, when life puts, this is a quote from him. When life puts you in tough situations, don't say, why me? Just say, try me. And you know what, dude, like, I like that because it's like, you know, life is going to consistently hand you tough obstacles and it has my whole entire life. It hands everybody, but like, try me, dude, literally try me. Don't, don't let that ruin your fucking day. You know what this reminds me of? We were talking about this in another episode where it was like kind of that sense of leveling up Mm. of like each time you overcome something or you like figure something out, it's like your whole soul and your whole being just leveled up a little bit. And that's like how I consider those things. So it's like, now it's not, why is this happening to me? It's like, okay, time to get through this and on to the next. Like that's, that's all it is. That's life. Life is not supposed to be easy. It's just, it's going to keep happening. So just fucking roll with it. Yeah, no. And and like, like, that's the thing where it's like, you, you need to, some people have like extreme work ethic that they just naturally carry other people. I mean, I know this from being an athlete in my whole life. And I know this from experience. Some people have crazy work ethics and other people do not like, that's just, that's just how it goes. Um, but being an athlete, you kind of learn like a lot 
about work ethic and like that's just being on time showing up putting in extra hours like that's just what it is and here's being accountable being accountable is huge very good point like holding yourself accountable is key as an athlete because and being a team player too because in a sense even I mean you so track I never did track and like for swimming, swimming was for me, that was my sport. That's a solo sport. That's what I'm saying. This is one of the only sports I did that was solo though. It's on you only. It's on you, but it's also, you're going off the energy of everyone around you because you're all in it together. You're all trying to beat yourself. And I think that that's what the rock and that's what David Goggins and that's what our other trailblazers have brought to the front of the table is like, we're, we have been hung up on issues, but we've grown through them. Right. And you're now not defined look at, by those things. No, not at all. Like push through and now look at the rock. Like he is how much money? 400 mil, 400 mil. But I like that you brought that point up. Soleil, because it's like these moments of adversity are fucking blessings. Truthfully, dude, they're what make you stronger. They're what make you a better person. I like in at 25 this year, I have really just been like, I'm going to count my blessings for how I grew up. I'm going to count the blessings for how I was treated because all of that has shaped me to be able to like, you want to have, you have something bad to say about me, which people are going to say shit about me for the rest of my life. Let me shake that off. You know what? I'm, I'm the one accountable. And I like a lot of these quotes that he has, which I'm going to share a few because it's like the accountability thing that you were saying is huge because there's two types of athletes. You know, this too, as being an athlete after you lose who, who you, who's accountable, your coach, your coach for not practicing you enough, the team, you have every excuse in the book, other opposed to just being like, Oh, that was actually the ref. The ref, the officials, the person over here, the other team, the other, the other person I was uh, competing against, he got more points than me, but I still perform better. It's like, put your head down, put your head down and get better next time. That has nothing to do with anybody else. And I've always been at least in anything that I've been going through. It doesn't matter. I'm always accountable. And I've always held myself as an athlete accountable, especially in team sports, like basketball and soccer were my other like really big sports, but I lose a game and I have 25 points and I had the best game of my life. It doesn't matter. We lost today. What can we do better? How can we all be better? This has nothing to do with you. You know what I mean? And, and I like that. Some of these, I like this quote, blood, sweat, and respect first two you give last one you earn. Like, I really like that because it's like respect is earned. It's not given. And I think a lot of people just expect respect for for some reason. And The Rock, everybody that talks about working with him on movie sets and working with him in general, like what an absolute breeze. And also in, in, uh, I want to double check the year of this, but he was the highest paid actor. And let me bring up. It was like fairly recent. I want to say like 2018 to like now or something. 2016, 2016 Forbes. I am so wrong on dates today. No, he is. He's still one of, he's still one of the highest paid actors, but in 2016, think of all the actors, you know, like famous, crazy actors in 2016 he was the highest paid actor and uh, this this thing i love about him is he plays roles that are like himself like he's like casted as like the rock like you know what i mean how epic like he doesn't even have to do like he does get casted as different parts but they're written very similarly to how he is as a human being because he's and a lot of our trailblazers are this way you're written in as a lot of parts that are just like straight up yourself you know what i mean because you are that he's so authentic and that even goes back to his wrestling career as well look at like that whole trope itself of good versus evil yeah yeah, you know good versus bad in in his movies like he was in moana which is an adorable movie yes it really is and it really is he he's just like but he's also been in fast and furious and then he's also been in or he like produced ballers and stuff like that and these are just all different genres and different niches but he's good in all of them yeah he's he's amazing in all of them um 
he just he just plays that character that that's like that really like wholesome guy but don't fuck with me <laughs> you so know how, did, how did how did he get into acting because we were talking about his wrestling and you said he had some signature moves yeah did I mishear he that did. no he definitely did have a signature move um I want to fact check the name of it um yeah it's called, it's called the running shoulder break sounds legit yeah so not just not not a stagnant shoulder breaker there's a run into this it's not just it's not not to be confused with the hopping and skipping shoulder breaker <laughs> And this definitely the not the leapfrogging shoulder breaker. No, Dwayne no, no. The Rock Johnson was known for his running. Running shoulder breaker. Running imagine somebody, shoulder breaker from but the imagine left the rock, ring. Yeah, literally. Imagine The Rock Johnson at 260.65 running to break. <laughs> I just can't. Like, this is his signature move, too, because um, he had to figure out and maneuver a lot of moves that he could do where he wasn't putting so much um, pressure on his lower body from where his injuries were. Oh, um, interesting. So he was like, I'm just going to fucking use my elbow. <laughs> Break your motherfucking shoulder, bitch. And I so like, was it like, a- yeah, it, it, it's running. And then a lot of times he would go off of, you know, how like the, uh, the ring um, in the ring, like the, the uh, I don't know what the, the ropes. Yeah. He would go off of run and then jump onto the ropes. And then from the ropes, you know, really get that, <laughs> really get that uh, in there. You know what I mean? Wow. I just can't imagine. There's so much testosterone flowing from this conversation. He's like a big deal with WWE though. Oh, he's right? a huge deal, dude. Like everyone loves him in WWE. It's like, he, that's, he, he's one of the most iconic, um, WWE wrestlers of all time. Like he most definitely his dad was incredible, but also I'm going to be honest with social media and everything else that we have now, the rock has kind of like over kind of like a little bit overstepped his dad, but not in the trailblazing. Maybe sense. His dad, no, I, I would his say dad maybe paved the way for him in like name recognition for wrestling. Yeah. If, I would say but, so. And you know what? That we could also be completely don't wrong because we be. don't follow any of it. We and so in that sense, don't come I'm going for off us. of what I've read today, and that's like not fair to say that that is true. But his dad did pave the way for a lot of African Americans to step into WWE, which was a very white sport. It was very, very white, and the people that owned the WWE wrestling, guess, like very white. white, very white, and very old, and very male. Shocking. Um, but yeah, so like, those were the type of people and to get booked, you know, it's just like any other thing where it's like difficult to be a minority, especially at the beginning of something. Cause it's like, Oh, we want to sell this show out. Do we want a black guy in here? Well, it's Do we difficult want to be like, a minority still fuck. Look oh, at the day I mean, and age, but 100% I mean, what you're saying. A hundred percent. And like, look at what's going on with the Asian community right now. Like it's just absolutely disgusting. Um, and like my heart is breaking right now, like each each month, it's like a new thing with a minority group. And it's just like really, really difficult, especially when you're just like trying to level yourself up and be a trailblazer and like take on all of this. And, you know, you have to be the person willing to take on adversity, though. This is the difference. You know what I mean? You can sit we can sit here and complain about how it's not fair all the time, which it's it's not life is not fair and it's not. And we need to back each other. But what are we doing to back it up? Are we are we actually going also, to put our what fucking are our privileges that what are our privileges don't have? That, 100%. You know, but he put himself in the ring regardless, no pun intended. Like he literally put himself no, in the did. ring regardless. Um, you know, and his films, you know, which God, like, God bless you, dude. Like he, he is such an amazing man and his positivity is like outshined in his movies. It, it, it's just, I love that he has been in the, this is the thing, beautiful people like him. I love that you're an influencer in that sense, because you are influencing so positively and he to be influ- better to be better. So in one side of things, as I was kind of saying, making a joke of like, this is the like kind of like trashy Broadway, but it's like, that's a very, very specific niche of people that watch WWE. And I'm going to be honest. Um, and 
that's really cool to have such a positive influence that you can look up to. Same with people that watch his movies. He's spread such a wide variety of people. This He's not just a big in America. He is huge everywhere. Oh, and yeah, he's-, he's such a positive influence. And I love seeing people like him doing well instead of fucking people like shit bags that are just like have massive followings and people want to be like you all the time. <laughs> Army like, Hammer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the Kardashians. <laughs> Like everyone wants to be you, dress like you and, and have, but you're literally, a th- you talk like this. You're, uh, and it's like, I'm sorry. I think we need to have different role models in my opinion. And he's a great role model. And I like, this has grossed him $3.5 billion in North America and over $10.5 billion worldwide, making him one of the gross, highest paid gross actors. This is, this is, this was a few years ago too. Um, he's, he's, he's worldwide. He's Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> He really is. Do Pitbull one of these days. Well, something else that's we really cool that ties into <laughs> that and Nickelback are up there on my list of. Do we though? <laughs> no, what I was gonna say was acting led him into starting his own production company, mm-hmm. and his production company is kind of similar to Drew Barrymore's in the sense that it's tied to a lot of movies that you have no idea they have their hand in, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So his production company, he started it with his uh, ex-wife. Danny Garcia, I'll go a little into his family, but he started Seven Bucks Productions. It's a production company that it's it's different platforms, different mediums, but basically it's creating original content. Uh, the, yeah, right. And so they, um, the reason why it was named Seven Bucks Production Company is because when he was cut from the Canadian uh, football team or when he was cut from the Canada sports stuff that I was talking about earlier. Um, Sports stuff. stuff. (laughs) He only had uh, $7 in his pocket. I love that. And now he's one of the highest gross paid actors. That's based off of what do we call it? Work ethic. Work ethic. I'm sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Work ethic is really, really huge. And it's really important to me. Like it's really important to me. And like, I keep messaging Soleil and everything. And it's like, I, I, I'm like averaging about five hours of sleep right now, but I keep thinking, and I'm glad that we're doing him right now as this trailblazer. Cause I kind of needed this right now. Cause it's like kicking your, I kind of needed it because I'm like really, like really, really tired and like, not like getting my five hours of sleep a night because I have so much I want to do. And like hearing, reading some of his quotes today, I'm like, yeah, you know what? This will pay off. This will pay off. This will pay off. And it's like, I want to carry that mentality just like the rock because it's like, dude, I've, I've literally lived paycheck to paycheck. I've literally opened my fridge and just been like, I don't have any money to legitimately feed myself. Um, Hey, the perks of working at a restaurant when you know you're struggling is at least you can guarantee having a meal kind of thing. So, but dude, my work ethic, I I don't struggle and worry about money anymore because you know what, dude, I actually put my head down and said, I don't want to be that person. Truthfully, you know, I don't want to be that person. And when my bank account hits under a certain amount I which is a very stable number as well I'm like oh I need I need to start making more money because I never ever ever even if like I gotta pay triple rent I, I don't ever want to be like oh I can't afford that I can't go on I can't do this trip I've lived my a lot of my life just being like I can't do that I, I can't do that strictly based off of what money money I don't want to be an obstacle in my life anymore and I think that that's completely so you're willing fair. to hustle for it yeah I'm willing to hustle for it but also if you're not willing to hustle for it and you don't want to be as comfortable I get that too because some people well, rather it's, sleep it's than not have necessarily like 20k in their bank as comfortable yeah. it's yeah. it's just if that's not what you because i'm i'm not like that 
like no, I'm exactly that, that's what I'm saying like there's two there's nothing wrong with either yeah and also like with that's thing, what makes you feel secure and that's, that's how you grind and that's how you're setting up your future that's yeah. your journey and that's, that's 100 percent like fucking awesome like do yeah. it be independent and take those trips and have the ability to do your life as you see fit because I think that at the end of the day that's that's like the one thing we can kind of control um, right. Emphasis and neither, neither of. is, neither is like right or wrong. Like I'm just sharing on something that might be like inspiring. If you're feeling a little bit down and want to put a little yeah, fire yeah. under your ass, be, being fucking as get intense, up and do be, it, like yeah, get up and fucking do it. Being as intense as me is like not necessary. Like I completely understand that. You don't need and to like, be on be, three Nespresso, uh, by 12 dressed as the rock Johnson. We don't need that. But if you I am on my that, second cup like, of green tea though dressed like the rock johnson by one oh you crazy bitch you i like that thank you we're getting wild this afternoon i kind of like i like i like when we record record earlier it carries like a better energy for the rest of my i'm gonna be so jacked up at my tables later tonight it's gonna be ridiculous i'm gonna how the fuck are we let's yeah don't do that okay what were you just about to say i was gonna talk about i could uh, i Dwayne, because we're on a first name basis now uh his personal yeah i wish i was on a first name basis with him dude Oh my God. Maybe one day he's like, he's kind of like a dream guy for me. I'm not going to lie. Like I love his like mass hyper. Yeah, dude. I love like really masculine, like athletic type of vibe. I really do. Um, like confident masculine. I think there's like something safe, but kind. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like, but I'm also not like, not like a girl not, not bringing some masculine energy to the table as well. Like, so I do like that overly masculine energy because sometimes I talk to guys and I'm like, dude, like I feel more masculine than you. And that's not, they're not doing anything wrong by any means. Cause like, which is hilarious because I feel like I present myself pretty feminine and girly, um, in terms of like talking and demeanor. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, plot twist you know who my dad is and like what I'm yeah. actually capable of doing like yeah. I, I I'm not great at anything but I can the fucking take it's, care what'd of you myself just say? what'd you just say I'm not I, great at anything we're gonna go back for a second and well, say I meant like I'm, true. No, I was thinking more of like taking care of like my car and kind of thing like I'm oh. no mechanic but like I'm I'm not harmless or I'm not hopeless or helpless like no, and not by any means girl you speak you speak up for no. yourself you speak oh, up for I yourself do. But that's kind of the perk of having a guy next to you is because I do speak up for myself. And maybe this yeah. is like the thing is, yeah. and that's why it's like a safe thing is like, cause yeah, sometimes people don't want to hear what I have to say. So hopefully no, I, we'll I, deal I with agree. it. <laughs> I agree. But also I, I feel sometimes like I do like having like being with a guy sometimes because it's like, I do, I do genuinely feel like really really safe sometimes like I'm gonna be honest like when I walk down an back alley it's like I got my fucking knife on me and my pepper spray in my hand in my purse but when I'm walking with like a guy and everything I'm like oh like I feel I feel a little bit better and a little bit more safe and secure and that's why I love men and women we really like really do like we we're just like such a beautiful niche with one another and I think what we really do like even if, even if you're like, like gay, straight, whatever, we really do complement each other really well. And like, it's, I think men and women make a really beautiful, like opposing views, but like see a really beautiful common ground with one another. And that's like with dating right now, I'm like, that's the only thing I'm kind of missing. I love having that male perspective in my life. And that like, kind of counterintuitive. Well, I mean, I told you, I literally looked around, like I need a guy to answer this for me and had no one 
Yeah. And like, I always think that we should be pulling from men and women. And, and I think the rock is a beautiful example of just hyper masculinity, but super feminine at the same point in time. And I, I just wish more men could be like this. Like, you know what I mean? He's so empathetic and he does so much for women in wrestling too. Well, so that's what I was going to say. Let's, let's jump into his personal life then. Cause yeah. this kind of goes into his, he's just, he's a good person. So he actually was married to uh, Danny Garcia. I said that earlier, they got married on May 3rd in 1997. She is a businesswoman, a IFBB professional bodybuilder and a producer. So she helped him start a seven bucks production company. Um, they did uh, have a daughter together, Simone. She was born in 2001. So she's like 20 years old now. Um, and they did, however, get a divorce on June 1st, 2007. Mm. But here's the thing. It was an amicable divorce. Like they split up in a fine way. I can't imagine it not being with him. No. So I'm also kind of pissed that his daughter's 20. Like that's like really close to my age. Yeah. I mean, there's still, there's five year difference. Yeah. Maybe as a cousin. No, I don't want his cousin. I want him. Well, then you're going to have to uh, start talking to Lauren Haitian. Haitian. I'm going to look her up. She's probably so talented and beautiful. Well, she's the daughter of Boston drummer Sib Haitian. Boston, baby. We got ties. What's they her first name? Lauren, met what? Lauren Haitian. Oh, Haitian. She's a I'm singer. probably pronouncing that wrong. Of course she is. She's a singer. She was a voice of a fucking angel. They have two daughters together as well. Jasmine Jesus. and Tiana. Um, oh, and they beautiful. got married in oh, I've seen this girl before. 2019. Yeah. Oh, and there's uh, pictures they live in wedding. LA together. How oh. is it? It was in Hawaii. Oh my God. Their wedding looks so beautiful. Oh my God. Her dress is, she's stunning. She looks like really nice and fun. What? A, she's so lucky. She looks young. Okay. Why does a rock look like he's never aged though, dude? Like <laughs> he like genuinely looks like he's like never aged. Um, let's be real. Now I want to look up his wife. She's beautiful. She looks like she just like has one. Okay. I hate saying this, but like, it sounds kind of corny, but when, sometimes I can t- like your smile says a lot about people, I think. And mm. I, I'm going to be honest. And like one, sometimes I see a lot of photos of some people smile. I'm like, uh, you don't really seem like there's energy behind a smile. I'm going to be honest. There's energy, so much energy behind a smile and the rock has a fucking smile. That's like, yeah, like I so- wholesome content only. I, His wife has uh, that too. Speaking of smiles, I got vaccinated today and I was, I was so excited. Um, and I had a mask on obviously cause I had to like go into the vaccination site and they could tell how excited I was because they were like, your eyes are so big. Like we can tell you're smiling. And I was like, yeah, I'm really excited to be you here. You have really big eyes anyway, though. And like, this is okay. This is the thing that my mom told me when COVID started and everyone had to wear a mask. My mom has always said that like when you're out on a hiking trail or you're just out and about in general, like smile at people, give them a smile and say hello. And I do too. And with COVID, um, my mom was like, I I remember I like got in the car or something and she was like, why didn't you, or you, oh, you, you should have said hello. And I was like, I smile. And she was like, how are people going to see you smiling in a mask? Like you need to let people know that like, I love that you're connecting to them. Yeah. 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 And so so huge. I love that your mom said that because that's something lacking right now heavily. It's super lacking because people have masks on. You can't see facial expressions. And like for someone like me, I freaking, I, I read people's faces. Yeah. Like I, I love connecting with people and talking to them. And so when you're in a mask and you can only see eyes, yeah, like, yeah, having these big ass eyes is really helpful right Dude, now. It's because- so, it's so bad. 
and, and that's like the human- that like they're seen and that yeah. I hope that like I see them and you know just like I, I hope I they have a good day kind of thing that's so nice that you say that because I think that that's like so valid I really try to do that like even walking past somebody on the street I'm always just trying to be like hey how are you like what's up throw that smile. Cause I love when I get it back in return. And like these times, truthfully, people's mental health are like, it's kind of in a a dumpster fire. And I can really notice that people are like, since I have a mask on, like whatever. And like, you know, and it's just like, dude, now is more now more than ever. Like I, you go like this, I throw a peace sign up to people. When I walk past them, I throw literally a peace sign up to people because it's like, I know that you can't see my face, but like, yo, like I see you please be okay. I know we're all existing right now. Like, and, and I took a, I, I mean, I'm a communications major, so I don't remember in what class it was in, but I took a comm class in college. And I remember it was basically like a pyramid of, oh fuck my rib hurts so bad. It was a pyramid of human needs. And at the top was like connection. And to this day, sorry, keep going. Yeah. You were a comm major too. What was that? Yeah. It's the, the, I'm looking up the name, the, hold on, keep going. It's a specific thing. But, um, to this day, that's something that I try to carry with me as much as possible. And I know the people, Madlow's Madlow's hierarchy pyramid of need. Yeah. But it's it's a psychological thing. Oh, it is. It's a psychological thing, but you need to use it in communication because that's like based off of the principles of communication. I'll go into it after. It's actually really cool and important. Well, why don't you go into it? I was just going to say, it's just, it's something really important because that is fundamentally what everyone needs. And in a time where people are wearing masks and stuff like that, like fucking, yeah, you need to let people know that you see them and that you need people to know, you need to know that people see you and that they recognize you as well. Yeah. Um, So the basic, the principle of Maslow's pyramid of needs, the top is like seeking. It's like the top is fulfillment, like self-fulfillment and like needs. So like that self-actualization at the top. So like that's achieving one's full potential including creative sides of things. Cause that's what Maslow Maslow says, like, that's kind of like what makes us thrive the most. Um, and then under that, it kind of goes back into psychological needs under that. So like esteem needs, prestige feelings of accomplishment, like those things are important. Those are the things that get us to that self-actualization. And then belongingness and love, like love, that's like right under esteem needs because to get to esteem, you need love, you need belongingness, you need those things. That's relationships, that's friends. And then you go into safety and needs. So like feeling safe, um, that's under there, which a lot of us don't feel safe all the time. I'm going to be honest. You so- would actually be shocked when you're going through that in a class and people are like putting their hands up, how many hands start to drop off just 100%, that early 100%. into the triangle. The right. Pyramid. And then the bottom is psychological needs. So like how I learned it is like, so, you know, the top is the actualization and then going into like physical needs. That's just like food, water, warmth, rest, sleep. But you go from bottom line sleep you then you go into security safety and then you go into intimate relationships and friends and then you go into that feeling of accomplishment you know that feeling of completeness and then that self-actualization that you can hit but a lot of us were missing so this is something that's like we're missing sometimes that that safety we're missing that belongingness so you're taking that out of the, the triangle and trying to be feeling complete and you can't that's why it's like the hierarchy of needs you can't always feel that completeness because you you have you're missing two of the bars in the pyramid you know and i think that i, I think always, we should make that sorry what were you going to say no i was just saying i i've i liked learning about this because i remember sitting in high school learning about this and i was like yo no wonder <laughs> i was sitting there and i was like yo <laughs> I feel kind of why I don't feel like completely when when I was going through my depressive episode, it was, 
and then knowing that and it's like oh I don't have connection to anyone because I'm so deep in my own dark place your middle your middle when your mental health your psychological needs are two of the two of the pyramid triangles are removed so therefore you can't get to self-actualization that's why that and also the pyramid at the top if you should look up this pyramid if you have time the, Maybe the we'll put a picture time. of it up on our gram yeah. or something it's pretty we'll, cool right we'll put a pyramid up we'll put a picture of this up but like the top one the self-actualization it's the largest chunk of the triangle because that's fulfillment that's happiness you know that's what it is but the other blocks they're a little bit smaller but those are like the, the key ones like you can't be there and i've lived dude i've like I, honestly i've lived my whole life like missing chunks of these like truthfully i yeah. feel i feel like i've reach so, self-actualization, you know, I think, at 25, I think, those little things, like we always think that it's like, oh, we, we don't need the little things. Those are really minute. I was actually doing some writing the other day and phytoplankton, you know, what phytoplankton are in the ocean, right? Phosphorescent phytoplankton is one of my favorite things to go see. There's nothing better than when the waves crash and you get lit up with this, this blue light. I, I actually love that. You just said that. Love that. Keep going off of that though. Growing up on the coast. Um, it was a really big thing. And so essentially like what happens is there's like an algae bloom and then everything kind of like dies or whatever. And all the nutrients are sucked out kind of thing. But the, when the waves crash, it's this phosphorescent that's given off. So you'll be at the beach and the best time to be there is at night, obviously. So you can see it. And each time a wave hits, it reacts with all this phytoplankton, this phosphorescent phytoplankton and the waves like that, that swell right there, that white water is lit up like this bright color and it's it's incredible it's like it's 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 magic um I love that so I've I've I spend a lot of time no uh, I actually during that season no I actually like that leads into what I was about to say like even more beautifully because I was doing some writing and like our mental health is an ecosystem right Mm -hmm. um and the ocean is in its own ecosystem phytoplankton are the key source in the entire ecosystem they feed the smaller fish and the smaller fish feed the bigger fish if the phytoplankton died off which if they died off, the entire ecosystem would crash. And it's something that little, something that small as phytoplankton runs the entire ecosystem of the ocean. And Think that's our mental body. health. That's our mental health. That's these little strips of this pyramid, these little strips. You think that, oh, just because I didn't get enough sleep or rest, that's fine. No, your pyramid's fucked up. You're fucking up your pyramid, which is what we got to tell you as well. Miss five hours, a hundred percent, dude. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can, I'm going to eat, I can easily fuck up my pyramid by just, okay. So even with security and safety, you're in a toxic relationship and you don't even know that it's toxic. You're fucking up your pyramid every day and you're not hitting that self-actualization easily. Those phytoplankton, you think, oh, those aren't really important. Those aren't really those little things in the ocean. Who cares? That is maintaining the entire ecosystem. That is maintaining the entire ecosystem. It is the little things that get you to the bigger triangle. It's the little things that get you there and paying attention to those little things that that really do add up and that's what's really really fucking cool and important um but I love that like you're talking about how beautiful those phytoplankton are and that's not anything they, they don't have that on the east coast and when I first oh, moved really? to California yeah that's not a thing out here and like I think it's actually starting I was just kind of seeing some posts about it down here in San Diego so that there's pretty. a couple blooms um I'll have to double check and if any of my friends want to come visit me uh soon I'll take you to go see the phosphorescent phytoplankton <laughs> Dude, they're so cool. It's so beautiful. Like I went and saw them in Malibu the first time I came out here and like that PCH highway driving to Malibu and just seeing like the waves just light up as they're crashing. And I, and I'm thinking, cause I like making that, like that phytoplankton analogy all the time that I'm like, 
those things are so beautiful and they literally and also without phytoplankton first of all we would die because we need the ocean to survive the ocean is 80 percent of the entire world the ocean is 80 percent, and without that we don't survive so phytoplankton literally keep everyone and everything alive and so this a episode it's about the rock and phytoplankton it kind of is dude watch your phytoplanktons thank god every day do for the little them. things to be able to get to the big things like go from having seven bucks in your pocket to being the number Amen. one highest grossing actor have that work ethic put yourself into as many opportunities and can. chances that you can because honestly like the sky's the limit um so i kind of wanted to give a challenge this is what I was going to say earlier. I wanted to give a challenge this week um, because we're talking about connection so much. Yeah. Um, I want I want our listeners, if they're out and about and you don't normally say hi to anyone or anything, say hi to say three hi to strangers. Some people. Yeah, please do. Try or at least smile. Try, try to smile with your eyes. Smize. Smize like they do. They always say on America's Next Top Model, you need to learn to smize. You have a very good smize. You have really big, beautiful eyes. And then you always do your eye makeup to like emphasize that you like do. You can pull off the bottom eyeliner and the top eyeliner. I look like I'm cracked out if I put bottom eyeliner on. My eyes are tiny, though. They're my hair small. makes me look a little cracked out right now. I was too focused on my outfit for yeah, your chain. Your chain kind of just keeps slipping. So yeah, there you go. Neck. There we go. I hate when my chain slips. But yeah, you know what, dude? Like, honestly, I'm like feeling really overly positive for the rest of the day. I'm feeling and I'm great. Gonna, I'm feeling like, literally so great. I don't know if it's the 37 espressos or it's the I think it's Johnson. recording uh, at noon instead of recording at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday. I think we should do this more often. You know what I mean? With the light Do you want to do this next week? Um, it, yeah. I mean, I'd like to have a little bit more time before your fucking cleaners come. But um, besides the fact, I like, I do. Are they here? I don't know. See, they're probably like cleaning away and you're just like still recording no i have to let them in that, that's oh. like the whole thing yeah well, you have so your phone been, near you you have your phone near you right everything's on do not disturb oh dude but i've been watching it no i oh, okay. I, I, I have was like, it all dude they're like that is so disrespectful no like, i'm not probably- i'm not no i have the money ready i have every, every we're all yeah. set we're ready to okay. roll okay i'm vaxxed i'm half vaxxed oh sweetness sweetness well then so like, let's just unwind it and get into our therapy note of the week baby yeah the rock first? you like that singing voice you're what what's your wife got on me baby whatever what I does she say. have she is a singer and very talented and i am i'm very very talented in my own way i'll i'll see you one day um we'll, we'll shoot a movie together rocky the rockster um, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll jump into my, um, my therapy note. Um, I didn't really end up getting to have therapy this week because I always forget that my therapist doesn't meet with me on holidays. And I always, sometimes like we meet when it is a Sunday or it, it's fallen on like my therapy has fallen on Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving. And I will just be like, where are you? And she's like, Grace, like it's Easter. It's Christmas. Like, where is she? Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> And I'm always like, right. Okay. I get it. Valid. Um, enjoy yourself. But I'm like, yo, I don't have family out here. Like you are my family girl. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not liking therapy only being once a month. I'm going to ask to go back to at least every two weeks. Um, I had a rough week last week. Um, I got through it perfectly fine. 
because uh, that's what happens. But it definitely was a lot last week. And so it was a little bit hard. So I was looking through my therapy notes and I couldn't find anything that I wanted to use. But I had a really great quote in my gratitude journal that I wanted to share um, that goes along with today's episode pretty well. And I think what we were just talking about. So is that okay that I don't do an actual therapy note and I use my journal? It's our fucking podcast. You can do whatever the fuck you want. True. I guess this is a therapy note because this journal is therapeutic for me. So (laughs) uh, here we go. When we fulfill our function, which is to truly love ourselves and share love with others, then true happiness sets in. Gabrielle Bernstein. Love that. Yeah. I think that that kind of was a really good way to sum up our episode because grind, grind at loving yourself, grind at your career, grind at what makes you happy. And that's when your happiness will start to come into play. So Grace, why don't you hit a switch? Um, I actually like, since I missed therapy, um, this week because it was Easter and people are like doing things. Um, I actually was, I actually might, instead of having therapy, I like try to take some time cause I journal a lot. Um, and I tried to journal and really my whole journal was actually about phytoplankton's. So, like, I'm not going to lie. That's kind of what I like really related it back to, but I was talking about how I've been a person for a long time that didn't like to be alone. And Mm -hmm. I didn't like to sit with with my own thoughts and it really bothered me. Um, but now I love being with my own thoughts and like channeling my own energy and not having to go off of other people's energies. Um, and it's something that small, like that small, like a phytoplankton that can fuck up your entire ecosystem. And I had so many people in my ecosystem that made it crash in a very poor way. And I was not aware, like my hierarchy, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I didn't know I was missing so many, you know, I was missing so many boundaries. And like, that's something that I would always ask myself all the time. And I'm just trying to go through some of my writing here. Um, But I was like, I, my brain is unique. I see how the world, I see the world through an interesting perspective and an interesting window that has been formed by many layers of building blocks and remodeling, remodeling the project to get this window just right is still in the works, but at least I'm not looking through a dirty covered window. I have clear windows now and I have to watch out for my phytoplankton's and like, that's something that I, fuck yeah. Yeah. And like, there is like nurture uh, your phytoplankton, nurture your phytoplankton's. And I'm just going to bring it back to like, that is my own therapy. My therapist didn't tell me this one, but like, this is something that I got to do. And, and I want to normalize getting a journal and writing in one because I thought like, yeah, I really think it's important. Like, I'm going to be honest, like, look, like all of this is just my journal. Do you want me to show you my journal? Yeah, I do actually. And I really like, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for journaling. And I just want to put that out there. I thought journaling was stupid, especially you, know coming- you gave me this journal. I did because I, I actually have gifted almost anybody I care about a journal. I'm not joking. So feel loved. No, I can't see. I'm like, I love that. Like I actually, that makes my whole fucking day that like you're using it and you love it. I, I literally give everybody a journal. I'm sorry. Like, I love that. What? I, yeah, you need what? to be writing. You need to be, you need to be writing things down. I actually heard this the other day. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling overwhelmed and like, you don't know what you feel like overwhelmed, right? Did I tell you but, that? No, I, I don't know. Maybe you did. I told her that. But if you're feeling overwhelmed, use, no, I read, I read this quote on Instagram. Actually, if you're feeling overwhelmed journal, if you're feeling underwhelmed, read a book. Ooh, right. Overwhelmed, write it down note to end it. I love that. Right. Overwhelmed, write it down. If you're feeling underwhelmed, pick up a book and 
fill your brain with something that will actually benefit you instead of Instagram. Okay. I actually just started a great book this week, but we'll save that for next week's episode. So you guys, um, give us a follow, subscribe, share uh, this with two friends, please Please share this with two friends and leave us some comments guys. Engage with us. Um, Engage with us. We need it. We're so single. Like we need the engagement guys. Like seriously, like like, literally, please dude, I need to get engaged. (laughs) No, I don't. No, I don't. I literally need to just be engaged with myself. I'm engaged Nothing. with myself. I put a ring on myself this week, baby. Was you damn well shit a new ring? <laughs> <laughs> I need one of those as well. I'm sick of these pills. I'm off of, yeah, well, I'm, I'm not on birth control. We've talked we about that. We know. You need to be on. Sex is not sex if you're not using contraceptive kids. That is true. Use protection. No, seriously. But dude. do what like, works seriously. for your body. 100% use protection. Yeah, but you but need also to listen regardless. to your body. Yes. Yeah. 100%. We'll, we'll leave it on that note. Like literally use protection, but have sex. Practice baby. safe sex. Take care of your phytoplankton's. Watch yes. a rock movie. Tell a stranger hello or a couple oh God, and fucking share a, a podcast, podcast with so many friends. I'm at FBG Slay. Fuck Model Soul. Uh, couldn't yeah. find it. <laughs> and you are. Didn't take off like I thought I was gonna. <laughs> only yeah, only have that crazy. one shoot. Gracie.makira on Instagram, TikTok, you, whatever the fuck you want to follow me on. Check it out. Love. Send us some love. We'll send you some love. Thanks for riding with us. We appreciate you. We love you. Peace. Peace. Grace. Dude, was that our best episode that we've like ever done? I wasn't recording. I'm just kidding. (sighs) My heart. Just bleed out. And with the amount of caffeine in my body, my heart getting out like that, it actually just sank into my asshole. That may have been the best episode. And I just shit out. I think I just literally shit out that what you just said. Last episode. I really think that this might be their best. Like, could could we have a better podcast? What? Could we? Like impossible. No. Impossible. And like if you're listening to this, you're fucking blessed to be listening. Like you're lucky. Literally, you're tuning in early to dynamite. It's just like the seven bucks productions. You're like in it with the seven bucks. What are we right going to be? The, I mean, it would have to be you down to ride, right? Yeah, of course. Ride, riding YD2R productions. Dude, it's just like if you're a rider at the beginning, you're a real rider. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. We've Before. got some diehards, though. No, we do. And I fuck with you all. We fuck I with you fuck. heavily. Like, I will, no, we don't even, will we don't even want to end this episode. <laughs> yeah. We are going to fuck you hard. <laughs> ride me like we'll ride with you. Anyways, anyways, we should probably go. Still recording. Uh Peace. Peace.